Welcome back to the Wasted Brain Cells Podcast, and today we have a very special episode for you, because me and Brad are reviewing what was probably our most hyped movie this year. Ever since this movie was announced, we've been excited for it, and that movie is none other than the Marvel Cinematic Universe's new movie called Black Widow. And I'm sure you all know who Black Widow is, the Avenger, sadly, who died in Endgame, who, you know, fought for a good cause. Without her, you know, the universe would not have been saved from Thanos, so we have to thank her for that. But like I said, we all wanted a Black Widow movie because she was such an interesting character. Scarlett Johansson does a fantastic job. She had to have her own movie, basically. You can't have Scarlett Johansson in the MCU and not give her her own movie. So they finally did it. We were all excited for it. But then COVID hit, so we weren't able to see it for a while. So, you know, we kept waiting and waiting for this movie, how it kept getting delayed. They kept dropping, like, ten trailers every week. And then hype kind of, you know, I thought it kind of fizzled out. But when we went to the theater today, there was a lot of showings, a good crowd. I can only imagine what they're selling with uh, Dolby and the night showings. So I think MCU's gaining their things back. I think the theater's running back, which is great. We're big theater enthusiasts here. So like I said, today we're going to review the newest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Black Widow. Tell you what we liked, what we didn't like. And also get more into the MCU in general and what our thoughts are about it going forward now that our traditional heroes are not going to be featured as much. So Brad, you want to get us started about this movie? By the way, in all of our movie reviews there's going to be spoilers so if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see it don't listen to this episode come back and listen to it later i'm gonna give you three more seconds to click off right now spoilers 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 if you're still here it's your own fault yeah um so i'll go ahead and give like a quick summary so basically the opening scene you see uh natasha romanoff black widow as a young child and um basically her family lives in ohio and then her family is, has to leave because her dad, which we found out later, um, was stealing information from S.H.I.E.L.D. And he finishes mission, and so they get on a plane to go to Russia. And so when they get there, um, Natasha and her sister, Yelna, are then separated and taken to be Black Widows, which is basically the whole premise of the movie. There's not just one Black Widow. There are hundreds of Black Widows that were created by this evil man who's the villain, Drakov. Basically what he does is he puts chips in their brain and re kind of brainwashes them to be trained assassins. And, you know, through mind control and technology, um, he controls them, which is why, you know, her dad, Alexei, was taking information from S.H.I.E.L.D. 4. So we basically find out that's not her real parents, but, you know, they were trained to you know kind of with this mission to have them and so you know it's a whole complete disaster of a family and so then fast forward 21 years and basically for the rest of the movie natasha reunites with her fake family to take down drakov and so when it came to this movie i thought it was going to be a complete origin story which it really wasn't what it did was it showed it told you about her origins and then you know gave you this new plot story taking 21 years later and so basically it takes place in between Captain America Civil War and the Infinity War. So it's basically what was going on with uh, Natasha between those movies. And, you know, there are some aspects to the actual Marvel in it. Like, all her family brings up how she was in the Avengers. And then, you know, this was after, like, the Sokovia Accords, which was a big part of Civil War. In which that, hey, the Avengers can't break any more stuff because, you know, they destroyed New York City. And then they destroyed a whole, like, country almost of course, of Ultron, and so, yes, Natasha's kind of hiding out, so she's not arrested as well, so I like what Marvel's been doing, if you look at all the TV shows, all these characters, it's giving them a, a story between certain things, like, you look at, um, 
WandaVision. It's a story about Wanda. No other characters really in the MCU. And it happens after Infinity War. You look at Loki. What was going on with Loki, you know, before. This is actually, you know, during the Avengers, you know. Loki's kind of weird because, you know, of the whole timeline in Infinity War since they go back in the past and whatnot. So that's a little bit, you know, different. But what they're basically doing is giving char- interesting characters, like, and then just showing them a story in, in time. So I like what Marvel's really doing, even though I was hoping for an origin story. So, Logan, let's get into what you liked about this movie. First of all, like, with every Marvel movie, you want action, and you get good action sequences. There's a lot of, like, plane scenes in this movie. Like, in the beginning, when they get on the plane to first get on the island to go to Russia, I thought that scene was good because it was the chase scene, and then we just see, like, David Harbour, like, blowing stuff up, a bunch of gunshots, and we see the sisters. Like, you can tell, even though they're not, like, it's not an organic family whatsoever. Like, it's not. It's like a forced family. But these sisters truly care for each other when they're younger. And it's like you see this sisterly bond, and you see even though it's not organic, they're still close. And I love the family theme, the whole I'm done running from my past. I think it's more of a – it kind of tugs on the heartstrings. It's one of the more emotional MCU movies for me. I thought it like did really good with the emotional part. Of course, the action's really good. I love the I love the end scene when they're falling out of the plane and everything's happening. You see her soar through the air, and she's saving people. I thought that was a great scene. And the best thing about this movie, one of my favorite things, David Harbour. We were all excited for David Harbour in this movie. He does not disappoint. He is a good actor. I loved his character, to be honest. I loved him so much. Because like, we later find out that there's more super soldiers than just Steve Rogers. Like I said, they, re- they reveal it in Falcon and Winter Soldier. There was another super soldier. And actually, this that show has ties to this movie, surprisingly. So the shows are important. And also, we find out the... what was it, What was the name of the... The other super soldier, the Russian one, the one David Harbour plays. The Red Guardian. Yeah, the Red Guardian. So I thought that was really cool to see that. Like, he's the Red Guardian. He's another super soldier. You know, he wants to meet Captain America and all that. He wants to know what he thinks of him. So I love how, like, David Harbour's in this. And the acting's great. Everyone does good in their characters. I also like the villain Drakov because too many movies these days, the villain's all cheesy. It's all a big buff guy who just wants to, like, destroy everything, punching. This dude's out of shape and old. Let's be honest, he's an old, out-of-shape Russian dude. But Drakov, like I said, he's just got people working for him. He's got people doing the work for him. All he's got to do is chip people, and he's a genius. Like, remember the creation he made to take down Black Widow where he can, like, mimic her every move and everything? Now, that was cool, in my opinion. I like that. Because, like, Drakov, a good, inventive villain. Kind of reminds me of Spider-Man Homecoming, how the villain's just an ordinary dude, but with just a smart plan. Somewhat like that. So I thought that was really good. So I thought the movie does a lot well. It's a good welcome back for the MCU. Even though we probably won't see much of Black Widow, I think it was a good send-off for her because at least we learned some about her past. I wish we could have seen a little bit more, but at least we learned it and got to see her in action one time, finally get a movie. And I'd say it's a pretty good Marvel movie. I'm just glad the MCU's back. So, Brad, what did you like about the movie? Well, I think this movie did a lot good. First off, I really enjoyed the plot. Like, I was looking for an origin story, you know, but what they did was just as good, in my opinion. Um, when I look at it, the, the plot was just amazing in that, you know, the character development was so good. The characters were complex, and the story was very interesting. I really liked the story, you know, that there's this evil man who was brainwashing all these girls to become trained assassins to basically kind of terrorize the world. And so I think that's just a very dynamic, creative idea for a plot. And, you know, and they do kind of get in depth of, like, you know, actual, like, themes of the world, like, family and such, you know. And it really just develops um, 
Black Widow's character a lot, like you see, you know, because this is after the Avengers are in shambles, and so, and you see that a lot in Infinity War, where, like, she's just broken because, uh, after Thanos and everything, because, and all the other Avengers, you know, some disappeared because of Thanos' snap, you see, because that really shows that, like, she really did see the Avengers as a family, and that kind of builds on this awesome Black Widow, and, you know, you see that she's torn apart because this is when the Avengers split because of Civil War. So she's kind of broken. You know, from the first scene, you know that that wasn't her actual family. And so, and, you know, just to see her old family fall apart and see that her dad kind of was a traitor at first, you know, because then separated the sisters and then they get brainwashed and have this brain surgery to kind of make their minds be controlled. I mean, that, that's crazy. So she's torn apart, you know, rejoining with her sister. So that's what um, I think it really liked. It really grows her as she reconnects with her family because that's what really happens in the movie is her family takes down Rakov. And so, you know, you see her life kind of get built back together as it will collapse again. So I really like her character development. And honestly, I really like the beginning scene. Uh, well, not a after the plane, when, you know, and all, there's a lot of movies, you know, that will show all the main people, all oh, these actors, the director or whatnot, and it shows, like, kind of like a cool kind of scene. A beautifully edited montage. That's what I gotta say. Beautifully edited montage. It, MCU has never done an opening like that. That opening with the opening critics, that that was amazing. I'm trying to think. It, it kind of reminded me of Iron Man. Because I feel like they kind of did some stuff with that in Iron Man. Yeah, they kind of did. And it also reminded me of... Um, they kind of did stuff like that in the original Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire. Except, you know, they didn't really show what... you know. Well, they kind of did. Like, they'd show newspaper things and stuff. As, and so, that's what I like. Because it shows really kind of what um, Dreykov was doing. You know, it sees... You see all, like, the destruction the Widows have, and, like, you know, and you got a song in the background, you got, uh, it's, um, the one Nirvana song, except it's sung by a, uh, a woman, it's, like, Teenage Fever or something yeah. like that. Smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit, and so you see all these things, and, like, it really kind of also reminds me of the Cold War, because it shows, like, U.S. presidents, and, like, Bill Clinton had, like, a little... Yeah, cameo. Bill cameo. Clinton they did. showed a picture of me and Brad, were just like, Bill Clinton... Yeah, then also showed Russian leaders. So that scene was very cool. Gets you hyped to know, oh, there's a, a lot that goes on in this backstory. Um, so that's really what I liked. Also, the action scenes, I think, were all really good. You know, I kind of miss that. Like, I know there is, you know, I miss this type of action where it's just not superpowers, really. I mean, I guess you do get some with the super strength, um with red guardian but just actual like fighting with black widow because and like guns because that's what you see a lot in iron man you know because black widow's character was in iron man too i like how it's just a lot of just main like guns and like hand-to-hand -hand combat yeah. stuff like that yeah that's what i really liked about it what made the action really good to me so it does a lot yeah the avalanche scene the avalanche scene was beautiful too where they're breaking David Harbour out of prison, breaking, you know, the Red Guardian out of prison. And you see, it, like, all that snow come in and they barely save him. I thought that was just a cool scene. So, yeah, a lot that this movie does good. Logan, what did you dislike about this movie? I'll say this, though. Like, I feel like we could have seen a little bit more of some stuff. Like, Red Guardian, Super Soldier Serum, how he's a Russian Super Soldier. I'm intrigued to see more of that. I, I wish they would have shown a little scene of that or done something more with that because I would have loved to see it. And I feel like 
they didn't really do much with that whole Red Guardian thing. I thought that was going to be, like, a big thing in this movie. He He's in it, but, like, he gets the suit halfway through the movie because they have to go and, like, regroup. Like, they're finally meeting together as a family, and he finds the suit again. And it leads to some pretty funny moments, actually. But we don't really see anything about the Red Guardian. Like, he's kind of big, but this is Black Widow's movie. He's not really doing much. I wish they could have done a little more with that or explained a little more. And I just feel like what they do is, like, they show him when they're little. Her and her sister get separated, Black Widow. And we saw, like, you know, they're going to be trained assassins, getting the chips put in them. They're basically trained to be assassins for Drakov. And then, like, they go in the future just 21 years later, and then, like, they have to explain stuff about her origin, but they do it fast. It's it's a little too fast-paced, in my opinion. Some stuff that's really important they could have slowed down a little bit on. And plus, me and Brad agreed on this during the movie. Natasha Romanoff survives too much in this movie. Like, she takes so many hits... So many explosions. So many stuff that that should just really like killed her. And all she has is just a couple bruises on her sides and on her back. Maybe a broken nose that she fixes in the end of the movie. But like I said, she's tough. Like I said, she's like the toughest person in this movie. Because like, this would have killed people. i got to be honest. So like, That's probably the only thing. The fast-paced and like somewhat unrealistic action. But it's a Marvel movie. So you can't really knock it for that. Because you know, you're not coming for realism. Yeah. Um, I... I basically agree with all of Logan. I think they could have given more information. I would like to know more when Natasha was even littler, because, like, you don't really know how her mom dies. Like, you know, oh, it was kind of be... They just say, like, Drakov killed her, and that's about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's Yeah, that's all they say. You know, I wish they could give more background on it, which, you know, Drakov kind of explains it some at the end. Um, but, yeah, I could have liked a little bit more when she was little, and then, you know, when she gets, you know, her kind of new family with uh, Alexia and... Melina, like, you know, because it just goes to Ohio, and, you know, her little sister, Yelena, doesn't know anything, and so I think that's what was also kind of cool, though. Natasha kind of knew, but, you know, was kind of protecting her little sister, and when they go, when she knows they're going back to Russia, she doesn't want to, because she knows what's going to happen, but they, they could explain more when she was little how, oh, her mom died, and how she was taken to be with Alexia and Melina. Um, as Logan said, this movie is really fast. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like fast-paced movies, but just because, you know, it's the first Marvel movie back, I was hoping to be a little slower. I, I I mean, it just felt like the movie was just so fast and done like that. Um, but, I mean, I don't really think that took much away from it. And then also, as Logan said, like, Natasha gets banged up. Like, because you got this one, like, kind of robot taskmaster who's actually, like, I don't know, they didn't really explain it because, like, Apparently, when Natasha, she tried to, like, kill Drakov by blowing up, like, his house or something and killed his daughter. But, like, I don't know. There's, like, this taskmaster guy, and basically it's, like, a cyborg. And then it's, like, this woman's head who Drakov says it's a certain person. It makes Natasha, like, oh, my gosh, it's that person, but it's just their head. We didn't really know who that person was. I don't explain it. But anyways, taskmaster, like, tries to get all the serum stuff from um, Natasha, and has a shield, and, and he, he hits her, she falls into a river, it's a long way down, like, hitting w water, that impact should, like, could break your back, and stuff, and then she would just drown, because also she got hit with a giant metal shield, you know, like, she should have been dead, also, the last thing is, we don't really know much about the serum that really knocks out all the brainwashing that happened to all the Black Widows, like, which, it made me, think like the first scene when they're in Morocco when it after like oh all the beginning credits like you know where Le Yelena is like 
try and chase this woman who has all this package of all the serum and then lady hits her with the serum which makes her come back and then you know know natasha and then all her backstory of how you know she got taken as a little kid so you don't really know what really happened that was so important that first scene so i would like the more backstory on serum how it was made how it was created how yelena you know just more about that you know um but other than that it was very great movie so if they slowed it down a little bit explained a few more things it would have been even better but you know i'm not complaining i was so happy to see this movie it was a really good movie so um logan what else do you have to say about this movie maybe character development plot wise or anything else you liked or want to talk about just how important the end credit scene is. Like, you don't get a mid-credit scene. You get a very end credit scene. It goes over everything. We see the credits. For some reason, the Australian government is credited with this movie. You saw that too, right, Brad? You saw the Australian government yeah, like, in the credits? Yeah, that was just funny. I was like, all right. And the whole theater stays because people now realize you can't miss the end credits, especially after Spider-Man Far From Home, how important those things are. Basically, we see Elena, and she goes to visit Natasha Romanoff's grave because we all know, sadly, she died in Endgame. And then we see a character that we had seen in Falcon Winter Soldier, Val. As we all know, if you guys have not seen Falcon Winter Soldier, you kind of have to because apparently now the shows are playing a big part in the MCU as well. So it's the MCU. Everything's tied together. You pretty much have to see everything. Pretty much once you get invested in the MCU, you have to see every movie. Whether it looks bad or not, you kind of have to to understand what's going to happen. So we see Val in the Falcon Winter Soldier. And, you know, she's trying to help John Walker, like, say, hey... You need some work, call me, I'll help you like get some like redemption because we saw how bad he failed in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. So we already know Val's having talks with John Walker. So we see Yelena, you know, crying on Natasha's grave, you know, all sags, her sister's dead. And then uh, Val comes up to her and says, hey, and Val comes up to her and goes, says, hey. And then Yelena's like, what are you doing? You know, I'm not working for you right now. I'm off. I'm visiting my sister's grave. She goes, how would you like to, you know, get revenge on the man who like apparently, quote unquote, killed your sister and then she shows him a picture of hawkeye which i thought was going to set up something great we're going to get something great in this hawkeye show because you know now people are going to be after hawkeye because val's spreading technically lies because hawkeye did not kill black widow she volunteered to die for the stone and in game but like i said now we're setting up where yelaine is going to go after hawkeye because of val and now val is also working with john walker so i think val who's played by julia louis dreyfus you know elaine on seinfeld I think she's going to have a big role in the MCU going forward because she keeps working with these people, and she's, I feel like she's going to end up being a villain. She's trying to get people, she's trying to get you know people after Hawkeye, trying to help with John Walker. I think she's going to have a big role in the MCU, and I'm excited to see what they do with that whole Hawkeye storyline and how Yelena is going to try to attentively kill Hawkeye for a reason that isn't really Hawkeye's fault because he volunteered also to die. All right, well, I say we go ahead and get into the rating of this movie. Um, so... I, it's a solid MCU movie. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating because then we're going to talk about how it fits in rating with other MCU movies. Originally, I was going to give this a 7. But like just talking about it made me realize how much better this movie was. Because honestly, when it comes to character development, I thought this is one of the greatest character development movies in MCU. And there are a lot of good ones. Because, I mean, it just Civil War... Uh, Winter Soldier, you know, I think Captain America is one of the most uh, characters who gets developed the most. And you see a lot of characters get developed over the time because, you know, they're in a lot of movies. And so that's hard to do. But uh, I just think this was really good character development-wise to learn a ton about Natasha Romanoff. Because really, she's one of the mystery characters because you don't really know much about her background, 
You know, because she just comes out of nowhere, Iron Man 2, and then gets a part of the Avengers, and then gets sucked into this whole thing. She's a big part in um, the yeah. second. Civil no, War. she's a big part in the second Captain America. Oh, yeah, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. And so, just. And this movie was actually really good. I was going to give it a 7 because I don't want to copy Logan's rating, which I guess I kind of spoiled Logan's rating. But I'm going to give it an 8. Um, very solid movie. Logan, what are you giving it? Like I said, people, Brad had to spoil my rating. I originally stuck with an 8. I think after I walked out of the theater, I pretty much knew it's an 8. Like, it's a good – it's not a, a Marvel movie. It, do, it just – it falls short of it a little bit, you know. But that's not a knock on it. The MCU just made so many good movies. And it doesn't, it's not a top 10 Marvel movie, in my opinion, but it's just a solid Marvel movie. Like, another good entry. I would definitely rewatch this. I think I want to rewatch it just to catch more of the plot because it goes so fast. But this would be the one I definitely would not mind rewatching at all. I got to give it an 8 out of 10. For all my MCU fans, go, go see this in the theaters. It's great. A lot of good action scenes on the big screen. This is a movie, it's a good theater experience. I would recommend seeing this in the movie theater for sure. I think me and Brad agree, second best movie of the year we've seen so far. It doesn't beat A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah, Quiet Place, too. Man, I I keep on just thinking about it. It is a great movie. I think it's better than the first one. And, like, you know, as I've been kind of a nerd about character development, I mean, Quiet Place 2 is so much better. The themes are greater, too. But hold on. This is just for the memes. I think the best character development movie this year is Fast and Furious 9 because it's all about family, man. Yeah. yeah I was about to say, this movie's kind of caught me in Fast and Furious. This movie's really about family. Fast and Furious, you know, Vin Diesel's movie's like family. This movie's basically Black Widow's like family. <laughs> so, like I said, a lot of family in this movie, but it does it successfully. Good character development. Just overall, really good movie. It lived up to the hype, in my opinion. I would recommend it definitely. So now, Brad, I say we kind of say like how we feel like this ranks within the whole MCU, or you want to just rank the MCU, or just like tier. Oh, I yeah, I kind of want to talk about that. Yeah, um, so I, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to put um, Black Widow, but here are my categories when it comes um, to Marvel movies. First, you got your top ten. I split um, top five is S, bottom five is A, and you got B tier, C tier, D, and F. So, when it comes to the top ten, I already know my top three. It has to be Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Iron Man. Those are the three top Marvel movies. You know, I kind of see it kind of as the beginning and end of, like, just with a lot of the main classic characters. Because now we're kind of getting to a new uh, thing uh, where we're introducing a lot more characters. But, you know, Iron Man was really what started off in Avengers um, Infinity War and Endgame really ended the Tony uh, Stark saga part of uh, MCU. So those are my top three. And then in the rest of the top ten, um, I don't have this in order, so I can't really tell you what I define as the rest in S because I'd have two more movies in S, and then the rest would be in A. But for the rest of the top ten, you got the two uh, Captain Americas. you got Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War in the top ten. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, great movie. Thor Ragnarok, the only good Thor movie, makes the top ten in the Black Panther. And now, a lot of people might hate me. Why is it Spider-Man in there? Look, I think they're a little bit overrated. Very great movies. They're in B-tier. You know, in B-tier, you got Spider-Man's Captain America, the first one. Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Iron Man 3. Solid Marvel movies. Ones I would also rewatch are really great ones. And then now you get to the more average ones. You got Iron Man 2 and Ant-Man vs. Wasp. Um, D, you got Thor and Captain Marvel. And then the worst movie of all time in the MCU is Thor, The Dark World. So, you know, you kind of see Thor, I think, is the, you know, because, like, there's three characters that have three movies, trilogies, and Thor's the worst one. I mean, Thor is in 
D, and then Thor Dark World is an F. So, where I put Black Widow is B. It's a very great movie. I really do see it compared well with the Spider-Mans, the first Captain America, Ant-Man. And, um, so you see a lot of origin stories here in B, but also in B I got Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Iron Man 3, just because they were probably some of the better, um, movies, you know, as second and thirds. Um, so, yeah, Black Widow, a solid B movie. I, I really thought it was great. Action's great. Characters are great. Plot line is really good. And so that's what makes a real solid B movie. And then um, A and S, like, those are just top Marvel movies, classics that you should always watch. But I don't think Black Widow gets up there because, I mean, I mean, come on. Just the Avenger movies are so great. Iron Man, those Captain Americas. So it, it's... So I'm not saying it's a bad movie for Black Widow. It's really solid MCU. You just can't beat the stacked top ten. Logan, what about you? First of all, it's kind of hard to judge some of these Marvel movies because some of them are pretty much try to be comedies, like try to be a little goofy. This is not a goofy Marvel movie. This is a very serious one. I kind of like that because, you know, we had that little Infinity War, super serious. Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, goofy. Endgame, super serious. Far From Home, goofy. And now we're getting this one. This is serious. So... I have a list of just Marvel movies. They just pulled up in order. I'm just going to like say what tier I think they should be in. Just simple. you know. First Iron Man, I put that in S tier. That is just such a good movie. Like It's not the most, you know, it's not the biggest budget. It's not the most action, but it's just so simplistic, and the origin story works for Tony Stark, and it's just a great way to start it. We all love Tony Stark. Like, who doesn't, like the first Iron Man, just, it's, it's with, it withstands the test of time. Throughout, it was in 2008, so still 13 years later. This movie's still great, and I still love rewatching it. Just a great overall movie. That's in the S. The first Hulk, or not the first, the only Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. Like I said, it's kind of like the black sheep of the MCU. No one really talks about it. It doesn't really fit in, but I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a C tier. Now we're just going to make it a little faster. Iron Man 2, C tier. Thor, the first one, D tier. I hate that movie. Captain America 1, B tier. The first Avengers A, Iron Man three B. That's a little. That movie gets too much hate. It's really fun. Thor: The Dark World. That, that's an F. That movie's horrible. I I never want to rewatch that movie again. It's so bad. Winter Soldier A, Guardians of the Galaxy A, Age of Ultron is B. And me and Brad are both fans of Age of Ultron. That is a good movie. I think it gets way too much hate. Ant Man. That's a B. Civil Wars an A. Doctor Strange. I'm give it. I can't really rate it. I only saw it once, and I don't really remember much of it, so I'm not gonna rate that one. Oh, I'd like to say for a second, yeah, on my list, you don't see Doctor Strange or Incredible Hulk. I haven't seen those movies. I've seen part of Doctor Strange, but I fell asleep watching it because I watched it at 1 a.m. Like I said, won't rate that one. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, B. Spider-Man Homecoming, A. Thor Ragnarok, A. Black Panther, A. Infinity War, S. Like I said, Infinity War and Endgame, both S's, of course, automatic. Ant-Man and the Wasp, C. Black Widow's in the B tier. Like I said, it's still a good movie, but... It just fails to reach all, like, the, the top ten is just stacked. Sometimes you just can't beat it. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think we'll, me and Logan will probably do just an episode just ranking our MCU. I think that will be another episode because, I mean, you know, as Logan, you know, Logan started to try to, you know, talk about all of them. We could talk about them forever. So I think that will be a separate episode where we talk about um, all the MCU ranking. But Black Widow. Very great movie. Go watch it in theaters. A solid MCU movie. And again, you know, B-tier in MCU is still really, really good. You know, once you get to C and below, that's where all of them are bad. B in MCU is basically an S-tier in Justice League uh, DC movies. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, you see how great the MCU is, because more than half of the movies on my list are S through B. I mean, in C through F, I mean, I got only one, two, three, four, five movies in there. So, really uh, like this movie, and, I mean, it's just a really decent MCU movie. Like I said, we have two now female lead movies in the MCU, Captain Marvel and Black Widow. This is way better than Captain Marvel. This is the movie that should have came out before. Because let's be honest, Black Widow is such a better character than Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, I know she's OP, but she's bland. That movie, in my opinion, was boring. I give that in the D tier. It's close to an F. I do not like Captain Marvel. Now, this one, this is a good movie. This one is. This one does the female lead justice. This should have been the first Marvel movie with a female lead, not Captain Marvel. This is 100 times better than Captain Marvel, so... This movie deserves the hype. It is great to see a female lead. This does what Captain Marvel failed to do. Yeah, and, I mean, that's what I like about the MCU is, like, they learn from, like, their, um, I guess, mistakes. Because Captain Marvel, that was really hyped up, you know. And, you know, it's great the MCU, you know, making their first female lead movie. But, I mean, it just was not good at all. But then they just, you know, learned from that and made Black Widow an incredibly great, you know, female-led role movie, you know, so, I mean, great for, um, Marvel, and also, um, I, I've seen that with the shows, too, you know, WandaVision and, um, Falcon Winter Soldier really weren't super great, I mean, they're just average TV shows, but then, I mean, I've just started watching Thor, I mean, not Thor, <laughs> Loki, and Loki is getting, you know, pretty good, and pretty fast, and a very solid show, so, again, great MCU movie, go out and watch it, and so, yeah, that'll wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening to the Wasted Brain Cells podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wasted Brain Cells podcast. If you enjoyed this show, we please encourage you to share it with a friend. If you didn't like the show, we get it. Me and Logan aren't that great of comedians. Just pretend you didn't listen to our podcast. Please follow us on our Instagram, which is Wasted Brain Cells Pod for all updates about our podcast. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please DM us at our Instagram. That is the quickest way to get in contact with us. And remember, all episodes come out on Wednesday at 3. Thank you for listening.